Chronicles and Storied Women. My name is Anna Rose and Gara Milch, and I am your host. I am also the author of Lunch with Lucille. Lunch with Lucille is an inspirational story of how one woman's life impacted another's woman. And here on Storied Women, we bring women from our community to share their story so that we can learn from them as well. And today my guest is Stacey Woodland. Welcome, Hi. Stacey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Stacey is the Executive Director of Tri-County YWCA. YWCA Tri-County. YWCA yes. Tri-County. Okay. Yes. So, Tracy, uh, Stacy, rather, <laughs> could you tell me what is it the one thing that you want our viewers to take away from our chat today, that takeaway? So, so you and I talked about this a little bit, but I think the, the most important thing is for women to understand that it's, it's not how they start, it's how they finish. And so I think we have come through the doors of the YWCA Tri-County area, women in all kinds of transition, whether they're in transition with you know, their children, their career, or their personal lives, um, and um, we try to help them through any aspect of that. And the important thing to remember is, so this is just a period in this time, and you're going to be counted for what you achieve after this. And so it's really not how you start, it's how you finish. And that's, that's the message that I would give today. Oh, that's a great message. So tell me, where did you start? So, you know, I grew up in Philadelphia, and I went to um, all school there, college in Philadelphia, um, and against every advice of my parents and my extended family. I got married three days after I graduated high school. And so how old were you? I was 18. So I was 18. I couldn't wait. We loved each other so much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, I, um, I, we, he was in the Army, which was one of the reasons why we wanted to be married, because I wanted so to be able to travel. So he was 18 as well? No, he, no, he was 23. Oh, he, so okay. another reason why, you know, my parents weren't that thrilled. But anyway, so he was in the Army, and um, we wanted to travel together. And then, you know, my family all said, so just stay focused on school and don't have a baby or anything. Of course, I had a baby. And so, you know, I had a daughter. We, I came back from Germany with um, a, a daughter and a marriage that was kind of on the rocks and um, really had to focus on um, what I was going to do. Like, how was I going to, like, so now let me get focused on school or decide what I want to do. And, you know, my grandmother just said to me, like, what in the world are you going to do now? Like, you have this beautiful baby, but what are you Stacy going to do? How are you going to do well by her? What are you going to do? And so I just really got focused on, all right, I'm going to finish school. Like, so my, my extended family helped me. I stayed in school, finished school, and kind of just really decided on um, work that would allow me to work but still manage, you know, my children and my marriage and all those things. And that's where I kind of fell into nonprofit work when I had opportunities to be off or, you know, extended periods of time. Like the trade-off was you didn't get paid as much as you do yeah, in a right. corporate environment, but then you had more time off to be home with family. And, and it just really worked, and it worked, you know, at the end of my marriage when, you know, my marriage failed. That was a, a good way for me to be able to balance being a single mom and, um, you know, and having to work. And I stayed really focused on the work that I wanted to do so that it always felt really meaningful for me. I think it's hard sometimes if you have to um, not love what you do, not, that it's hard to compromise and sacrifice that time with your family to do something that you really don't like doing. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to look hard sometimes for it. 
To find that passion, yes. Yeah, so right, to get. find, like, how, you know, how am I going to really enjoy spending my day for eight hours? Like, what am I going to really like to do? And so sometimes it might not be the actual work. It might be the mission. So, you know, when I first got out of college, I really started, I worked well, for... Well, what did you uh, come out of college with? What was your degree? English. So oh, yeah, I thought I was going to be a teacher. Like, kind of in my head, I thought I was going to be a teacher, and then... I realized I didn't like kids that much, right? <laughs> and so, and I like I really love kids, but <laughs> but like I don't like them enough to like keep talking to them every day, all day. That's a lot. Like I, and I, I think it's such a noble profession, but it really wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. I do. Are you right? It, it takes a very strong or a unique person to be yes. able to go into a room for eight hours a day, close the door, and spend the day with thirty kids. And today it's 35, it could be 40, and, yeah, you know, there's, yeah, is, there's a lot. And so that really wasn't how I was feeling fulfilled, mm-hmm. right? I did a little bit of student teaching. It, it just did, like, you know, it's like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And I think nowadays in college for teaching um, majors, they get a chance to be in the classroom way before they graduate. But, like, in the, in the 80s, they... They didn't do that. And right, so yeah. you came out and you didn't know what the heck you were about to do. So I worked for a nonprofit, and um, really, while I was an administrative assistant, I loved the work of the organization. So I worked for Please Touch Museum. I worked for the Free Library of Philadelphia. Um, I worked for Women Organized Against Rape. And that was the first time that I really got focused on women-specific issues and I loved that. But I loved every one of those organizations and really helping people find their passion. My real big start in nonprofit was bringing volunteers into organizations and so um, managing the volunteer programs. And so like kind of helping people find passion for their time off was, was really great and a really good way to stay engaged with exactly what everything that was going on in the organization, how it fits in the community. And, um, and it was a really good start. Yeah. So so now so now as the executive director you're mm-hmm. your first time exec? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's exciting. It is. Yeah. So I've been there for a year and a half and every day is a new adventure. Right. So your story For the staff too. Fully staff. Okay. <laughs> for the staff oh, for too. For the staff yeah. too. <laughs> sure. Um, so I would imagine though that your story because of where you you started mm-hmm. um, that you can definitely have an impact on perhaps maybe you have some at risk girls who come to the YW. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you, do you share your story with them? So I probably don't share my story as often as I could and should. I think none of us do. And mm-hmm. it was really when I was planning to come here that I thought about that a lot. Because we um, have a few programs where we, girl empowerment programs, programs where we're working with parents to help them re-engage with their kids or stay engaged with their kids. Um, and I thought, like, so we're probably missing the boat on that storytelling piece. And I'm really thinking about how are we going to incorporate that so that our stories help inspire all of these women and girls that come through the doors um, and to keep them focused on how to be what they want to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's really important to us because, you know, sometimes I think younger women look to, and see us as successful and think that, well, they're, they're successful. They have always been successful. And our thing is like, right. well, we've, made, we've had some successes, but we haven't had all successes. You know, and that's, and so to be able to share that with the women, uh, especially the young girls that, you, you know, that come through your doors. Right. Well, and the challenge, and I think, you know, that there's a, 
there's failure embedded in every success. Like there was something that you were trying to achieve when you got to this point that you didn't quite get or something that mm-hmm. didn't go right. And you learn from that, you move from and grow from that. And I do think that's like a really important part to share that like listen, it wasn't it was not all smooth sailing. Right. Along the way, but it's it's really how you how you process that that information, where you failed, what went wrong what you need to do differently next time, whether that was even the right move that you were making. Like maybe it was, you know, somebody trying to tell you, you know what, you're knocking on the wrong door. So um, I think that's important. Yeah. So what, so what is the mission? Of- the mission of YWCA's across the country is to eliminate racism, empower women, and promote peace, justice, dignity, and freedom for all. So that's a lot. That's a so lot. we have a lot to do. That's right, right. And you're a great advocate for that, I think. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, I think we all are at the YW. Um, that's, that's part of it, is telling that story and helping to understand how can we impact that mission every single day. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming and talking to us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Thank you so much. Yeah, I think much. that you know, it's very really valuable that, you, you know, that we all understand that where we are today is not where we started. Absolutely. You know, and uh, we've all worked at it, and I think you've done a great job. And, I, and the, the young women who come to the YW are very, very fortunate to have you as their exec. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for the lesson about how storytelling should be a part of what we do, because I think it's a, an important one that we'll continue to keep going. So thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you very much. Thank you. For watching. Thank you for following Storied Women on the People Chronicles. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The People Chronicles, and you won't miss any stories. These community stories are made possible in part by BCTV, Susie Ray Design, Queen City Family Restaurant, Lamar Advertising, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, Reading Air, Lions and Hole, Peanut Bar, and Kutztown University.